0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Sensibly Loud Radio. It's your main man, J Mac, here on this gorgeous Tuesday evening here at Sensibly Loud Media HQ, in Dallas, Texas. Be easy. Will join us here in a little while, but in the meantime, I'm here with a very special guest. It's Mountain Carl. Carl, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, thanks for having me again.
0: I feel like we have to play the the infamous drop.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> If I'm known for nothing else, I will die a happy man.
0: But you didn't do anything. This is the best part of that whole thing.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah, no, you you made it famous. So, <laughs> but it somehow so ends up being weird. about you, and that's what makes it amazing. On my tombstone, there will be a protracted like K A A A A A A R L. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, pretty good, good with that. But yeah, no, uh, I think Brandon will join us here in just a little while. But we, I figured we'd go ahead and get started on the show and. He'll drop in whenever he gets a chance. He's been kind of... Man, there's been all kinds of shit going on around here at HQ lately. I know you haven't really had a chance to be in, but did you happen to see this spider situation we've got on our
1: hands? Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, yes, I have, J-Mac.
0: <laughs> so, like, <laughs> for those who don't know, so Ben posted a video on our, uh, our social media page on Facebook, and... Essentially, he was taking out the garbage the other night and ran into a goddamn tarantula. It reminded me of the spider from Home Alone.
1: Yeah, no, it is. uh, It's terrifying. And uh, I I don't know how big it was, but it was uh, it was too big. All spiders equal too big. So
0: so Ben uh, said that it was the size. He said that if you like aren't like legs included all together, it's probably about the size of a softball.
1: One one softball unit of spider, Roger that,
0: dude. That's like just that's not too far off of a
1: soccer ball. It's really not. <laughs> when you're the, the grand scheme of things, no, it's not. It's uh, it was. I liked how he uh, he gently like removed it from its natural habitat that was the HQ lawn and then deposited it in the HQ lawn.
0: So we started talking about yeah. So that is a good question because I want to know how far away he took the spider. I hope across town. Right. Because if we start having like, you know, bowling ball sized spiders rolling around here, that's a problem.
1: I don't mean to crush his bit, but it would have been pretty great if he said, I removed the spider and then had it exactly where your house was. Just like kind of did a nice soft pan <laughs> up, to, up to where you live. And it's yeah. just like, listen, it's, it's, it's in this new house now.
0: I'm just lucky he didn't put it in my office
1: yeah no i am we're all lucky he didn't put it anywhere near us yeah so. no I, I
0: he said that he thinks it might have come out of brandon's office so i'll be interested to get brandon's take on that here a little while ben said on the outfielder yesterday that he's pretty sure that brandon had some fruit salad in there
1: uh is that a bait for uh, <laughs> a spider <laughs> that was my question I, we just need to get rid of all of our fruit salad in the house
0: i think so too i mean there's gnats there's every you know there's all kinds of shit we we need to clean things up around here. So, you know, it's funny because I wanted to make the interns do that, but it doesn't seem like that's happening for whatever reason. Good. I don't Stop know-
1: eating healthy. Take them off of health insurance right now. I, they're not getting health insurance. Pfft.
0: Even better. Yeah, I mean, these are interns, and these guys so far haven't done anything for us. So I'll no, be interested it- to hear next week whenever Ben reports back what they're up to. I'll be interested to hear what that is because the way I see it, it's a whole lot of nothing. I mean, Ben was taking the garbage out
1: put him in the fruit salad mine says here it's a terrifying place
0: that's right man well it's been an, so that's been going on and then the great sambino has had some sort of major case of dysentery oh good yeah so he's been sick as a goddamn dog apparently and that doesn't sound great i don't even want to know what led that what led to that but it's starting to seem like hq somewhat of a unsanitary place because he left here and he was fine
1: was that was that before or after he uh he made every single Soviet-American relations movie his top ten. That would have been after. <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, that was a – I mean, that was, he had a good top ten, though, right? He had a good top ten. Everybody had a good top ten. I, I mean, every single thing that you guys mentioned, I actually uh, – I will say that it has been on repeat in my household. So there are, there are a couple in there that I am ashamed to say I have not seen.
0: No, uh, and I mean I think we even found ones that we had maybe not seen necessarily. Right. So right. I think that's I I feel like mine all of mine were a little bit more mainstream than anybody else's, but I don't really care that much. I'm not a huge like I love movies, but I don't like Brandon looks at movies very differently than I do and I I admire the hell out of it. It's the that's same true. way I look at sports. It's just different.
1: Yeah, yeah no that that makes sense. I mean everybody's going to bring something to it, but the uh the thing that really surprised me on that last episode was uh the actual amount of sci-fi movies that made it on there. There were a good um, amount, right? There were a good amount, but uh but certainly things like Alien and Blade Runner. Uh all all good things. So, can't complain too much. Uh, Fifth Element even made the cut, which I was very surprised about but but happy about. So, was that
0: on Brandon's
1: uh, I think I think it was it was either Brandon's or, well, if I say Brandon or Sam's, that would be kind of a cop out. I'm not really sure. It's but, one uh, of those
0: two. It definitely wasn't mine. I think that might have been yeah. Brandon's. We'll we'll double check with him when he gets here.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, it might have been uh, Sam because he was saying super green, like he knew all the Chris Tucker lines and everything. Oh, so that's right. He, he might have called that shot, but I I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll check with him.
0: Yeah, we'll get, we'll definitely get back to it. I think though that Sam. Had like Wedding Crashers placed in a really nice spot because it it was a lot of serious movies up to that point and it really took the edge off a little bit. It was know? it
1: was the inflection point for sure. Yeah. Um, Wedding Crashers is a good pick. It's uh, a great I'm, movie. Is, is that the one where his mom the meatloaf fuck like where he's screaming yes. it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's an automatic you know a plus in my book that he incorporated that.
0: I mean, Will Ferrell was in his bag right about that point in time. I mean, he was. I mean, everything he was touching was
1: gold. Yeah, he caught his stride. And honestly, the thing that kind of gets me is for some reason, I actually enjoyed a lot Talladega Nights. Oh, I love that movie. I, is that is that a, a genuine take like, absolutely from across the board? Like, is that is that kind of the well-accepted thing that Talladega Nights is not his low point?
0: Oh, that's definitely not his low point. His low point has got to be kicking and screaming.
1: Okay, that's, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, I'll take that.
0: Yeah. There was also a movie that he did in Spanish, which is actually pretty badass. So I can't really
1: fault him for that. I never oh, saw it, but yes, I, I, I think I put it on after i had been drinking mm. like on Netflix one night and it was to. like a really good way to, for me to fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of work. <laughs> but... You're having to read the
0: subtitles. It's, it's just a lot. Yeah, it's a
1: mess. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's like too like living in texas i i halfway understand some spanish like you know i've taken classes in college and stuff like that too so like it's it, it was like a very simplistic movie i believe i i think i started it
1: but i don't think i ever finished it kind of thing it looked like it was as heavy a lift for will ferrell to speak spanish as it was for gerard butler to speak with an american accent yes
0: i would strongly
1: so, agree with that so there's, there's a little bit of that going on.
0: So for you, what is your Will Ferrell prime? Like, where does it start? Where does it end?
1: Oh Lord. Um, if this has everything to do with my, my age at the time that I saw the movie, but the one that got me the most was Anchorman. Of course. Um, so that one, that one had me going for a while and, uh, it actually allowed us to get, uh, Gave, gave us quotes for our prompt, which was, would you like to come to the pants party? Right. Which, you know, uh, actual, I almost said management, um, you know, the, <laughs> the yeah. I was, oh my God. I've been working too long. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the administration was not too pleased with our shirts. So,
0: well, I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, I yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> They, they got over it, I mean, but it was, sure. I mean, it's, it's one day of shirts, but the... Uh,
0: I mean, you put a bunch of kids in charge and, you know... Yeah,
1: well, what, what do you expect to happen? <laughs> right, one, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less, really. At, at least because we had some level heads in charge, it was managed chaos, right. but it was still chaos. So, so Anchorman
0: so, starts you, starts your Will Ferrell bag?
1: You know, actually, I think that that kind of lit the fire, and okay. uh, I'm, I think... I think uh they had some stinkers in there, but I went all the way through Step Brothers. Okay. Where where I definitely I mean, for the most part, it was all hits. So I was pretty pleased with his performance all the way through that. Also, Catalina Wine Mixer is a you know, is a great saying. Yeah. No matter
0: where you are. I don't think Step Brothers would have come along if you didn't have the brilliant chemistry of John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights.
1: I think that's fair, and I I, I think, really do. I I so
0: the first time I saw Talladega Nights, I thought it was terrible.
1: Yeah, I actually uh, there were a few moments where I I definitely was like, this is not the movie for me. But uh, but it was just silly enough where it kept me engaged. Right. So I I enjoyed it. I really did.
0: So but I feel uh, like you're you might be downplaying the beginning a little bit because you might be ramped up. Well, there may be some that you're forgetting. So, Probably. Old School is one of those.
1: Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. Okay. You can bring your green so hat. Let, Absolutely.
0: Let me ask you this, though. Did you get on Old School more after Anchorman, or were you on Old School before that?
1: I think I saw Old School in theaters. So, I just, that was a flat omission. Yeah. You know, no, I think was, I did too. This is good.
0: Those this were, good. Really, I mean, those were like within a year of each other, right? Yeah. That's That was like, Let's see. It was 2003 and
1: 2004. Yeah. Yeah. He had a few just hits that were bam, bam, bam. I mean, like he also hit
0: hard with Elf in 2003.
1: Elf is one that girlfriend owns. And I, uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed that movie, but maybe not to the level that she has. She definitely likes it enough to watch it every Christmas. And uh, I mean, everybody's got those Christmas movies that you watch.
0: Yep. Uh, Christmas vacation.
1: Yeah. You know, we're the
0: same way in that house in this house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But uh we can we can save that more for Christmas time. We don't need to delve down that path just no, yet for sure.
0: And I mean he had like a great cameo. it's this is more of a cameo, but uh in Zoolander. Okay, perfect. Perfect and, example
1: of something I forgot.
0: Holy cow, I don't really remember this role, but he was in Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Oh, I really don't remember that role. He's, I mean like God. His uh, name is Federal Wildlife Marshal Willenholy of course it is
1: (laughs) yeah that oh boy
0: yeah i do not recall that i haven't seen that movie in years though so i bet you i might if i saw it again yeah it would all come back to me for
1: sure good good solid wolf feral talk did you ever see that uh, movie the goods okay so this is the one so i was i I had the privilege of actually watching the clip of the goods that you're about to talk about (laughs) in uh in colorado
0: oh did we really okay yeah, This you, must have been a long you, uh, time ago, though.
1: No, I mean, it was like uh, you you kind of mentioned it, and I, I ended up watching it when I actually had Signal in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, oh, my God, yes. Go ahead and tell. tell yeah, no.
0: So it's a Jeremy Piven movie. And wh-
1: how do you feel about Jeremy Piven? Jeremy Jeremy Piven is a lot like Jason Lee and that everybody tells you he's an asshole. But, and you can see that he's an asshole. But you don't necessarily believe he's an asshole.
0: Yeah. Well his character is Ari he didn't help that.
1: No, I mean like way to play to type. Right. I mean, like he leaned into the thing really hard because Ari is just an absolute ass. But uh, <laughs> And he's
0: not much better in old school as the Dean.
1: No, oh cheese. <laughs> yeah. Cheese, yeah, dude. Yeah. Did we lock you at a dumpster once? <laughs> I got out. <laughs> I got out. Yeah. That's so uh, defensive. I love it. Ah, I love that movie. No, yeah, but I, I just I forgot about it.
0: I don't think he's the type to lead a movie, though.
1: No, and I think that he he deserved a shot. You know, yeah, I mean, and like, he didn't get, and he didn't. It did not work out. The only because
0: <laughs> that's what the goods was, and it was not that funny. Other than there was a scene, and this involved Will Ferrell, where he was, God, they so they the context was that they owned a car lot, and they were having this big sale going on and so they wanted to do something to advertise this sale they wanted it to be big and monumental and so will farrell took it upon himself to dress up like abraham lincoln go up into a plane parachute out and start screaming into a camera that he was abraham lincoln and he was freeing the slavery of high
1: prices (laughs) because that's how you sell cars
0: correct absolutely insensitive bullshit right like unbelievable well, the problem ended up being that he grabbed the wrong backpack that he thought was a parachute, but it was actually a backpack full of, of sex toys. And so,
1: yeah, you know, natural it, mistake. It's,
0: sure. So he's dressed up as Abe Lincoln. He's following. He's following to his death. He knows he's falling to his death. And there's sex toys everywhere. And it's this clear, like, green like green screen, blue sky type thing, you know, behind him. And it just ha- it goes on for, like, way further than it needs to. And Will Ferrell just makes all these exclamations about, you know, this, that, and the other. And meanwhile, this dildo just keeps poking him in the face. And he just keeps, like, <laughs> batting it away and, like and then it just keeps coming back and hitting him and he's like in the middle of this big heartfelt speech and he just goes oh god the dildo's back and it's poking him <laughs> in the face it's just so ridiculous it was the only funny part of this whole movie but man like you saw
1: it i was crying yeah, the first time i the, saw that stick. there is there is payoff if you actually wait and make that make it to that point yeah. there is is pretty fantastic
0: and it's all absolutely the most racially insensitive shit i've ever heard it's terrible but it's oh, so sure. funny though because no, just, it is it is not okay, but so it is uh,
1: so fantastic, and, and uh, I love, yeah, the, the backpack full of sex toys is not something that would ever happen in real life, but boy, am I glad it happened in that movie.
0: I hope it doesn't happen in real life. Well, I'll be keeping an eye out. If I ever am <laughs> jumping out of a plane, I'm going to check that
1: parachute twice, you better believe. Yeah, and if somebody hides a sex toy in there just to throw off your scent, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And, yeah and
0: you better believe, too, that just... To to comment on the like the racially insensitive part of it, it almost is gratifying that he dies because <laughs> he's an asshole and a racist asshole at that. So the fact that he dies almost makes it okay to laugh at.
1: Oh, I, I think that's a hundred percent correct. Because <laughs> not yeah.
0: only did he get what was coming to him, he had a
1: dildo poking him in the face on the way down. Like, yeah, it doesn't get much yeah. worse than that. It it is is exactly how you wanted the s- <laughs> dispatch of a racist. <laughs> is the only only sex toys poking in the face dressed up as Abraham Lincoln dressed up as Abraham Lincoln perfect
0: so he's had some great movies and semi-pro is another one that I love that gets overlooked all the time
1: okay I forget semi-pro explain is that the one that was actually the soccer one no (laughs) that was kicking and screaming that's kicking and screaming okay so
0: semi-pro was the one where he plays Jackie Moon and he is the owner the general manager the coach and the starting forward of a basketball team
1: Oh no, I watched this. Yeah. I forgot about that. Dude, I kinda blocked it out of my memory, I'm not gonna lie. A
0: fucking great movie. He wrestles a bear. Like it's it's, a- Andre 3000s thousand's in that movie, isn't it? He sure is, and he's incredible.
1: Uh, and uh that- Woody Harrelson's <laughs> in it too. Incredible also. Oh man. I I'm gonna be honest, when I walked away from this movie as not the uh the basketball fan. Uh, that y'all are that I definitely was thinking to myself what the fuck did I just watch I think you need to rewatch it I think I need to rewatch it maybe I was too young it's not great on a first watch for sure that makes sense I I, there are plenty of movies where I inundated myself with them and I ended up like loving them for all the wrong reasons you
0: have to so... look past
1: the fact that it has almost zero plot whatsoever yeah there is that <laughs> but also I learned a lot about the San Antonio Spurs true from that so that's
0: true there's a, a... There's this whole part where he's like, he decides to do this big giveaway to help attendance. And so, you know, it fills the place. And if they scored under, like, you know, a certain amount of points or over a certain amount of points, everybody in the house got, like, a free something or another. And he didn't want to pay for it. So he was trying to sabotage the game. It's just absolutely ridiculous because he plays on the team and he owns the team. Like, could you imagine Mark Cuban being, like, the the starting forward (laughs) for the Mavericks (laughs) and the coach and the general
1: man? Could you imagine that? maybe when this period film was set yes but that's (laughs) not that's fair sure as hell not now yeah so yeah absolutely but that's a great movie but he's had some duds too
0: um like we i've already mentioned kicking and screaming but there are oh let me ask you this real quick before we talk about some of the duds what do you think of
1: the other guys the other guys yeah um the desk pop (laughs) <laughs> is an iconic moment yes. in that movie. I mean, but but I, I actually really I really enjoyed the other guys. I mean, I did too. that was that was actually kind of one of those moments where it was a star vehicle for a lot of people. I mean, wasn't wasn't uh The Rock in that one as yeah. well?
0: And Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and Samuel
1: L. Jackson. <laughs> so but that was yeah. ugh, I that played off of a lot of good tropes. I don't know about the rewatchability of it necessarily. Oh no, it, it holds up. It does hold up? Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it, because I definitely think that when I watched it, I laughed my ass off. The argument
0: so, about the dolphin and the tuna, or the tuna yes. and the lion, excuse me. The tuna and the lion, yeah. yes. I mean, constructing a breathing apparatus so they could get on the
1: land. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Like, yeah. what a dialogue. It It is exactly the kind of bullshit that you and I would come up with if we had enough time. It really is. Like, the
0: fact that they use his... Uh, will ferrell's car is a like all the homeless people use it as a fuck shack is just ridiculous (laughs) like it really is the fact that they they call it they have some name for it. brandon and i've talked about it before i forget what it's called it's like a soup kitchen Uh,
1: or something like that which is insanely
0: sensitive (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: again again will ferrell with a with a sensitive dialogue (laughs) right not afraid to go there if you will no no he's not but there's been some stinkers like anchorman too
0: i I don't rem- to, I don't recall a thing about that movie. Couldn't even tell you is,
1: what it's about. That that is a nadir of uh, a Wolf Ferrell moviedom. Yeah. So I, I think like
0: Daddy's Home 2 was a weird choice for him. Yeah. Some of his more recent stuff hasn't been as good.
1: Yeah, I, I I'd I'd agree with that. I think that uh well, you know what? He's got kids now, right? So yeah. dude's gonna make a paycheck. I mean, uh it's a better excuse than whatever Dennis Hopper had. That's true. To make every movie that he's ever made. So fair.
0: You know what is a good movie is Get Hard. Have you seen that
1: one? Uh, no. That's no, with well, him and Kevin no. Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Yeah, where they're in prison and everything, and he's like teaching them how to be a badass in prison. Dude, yeah, you
0: have to watch that movie. I think you'd actually really like it. Ti shows up in that movie. That alone <laughs> is a good
1: reason to watch that movie.
0: Dude, he yeah, it is <laughs> unbelievable. They get into all like they he like educates this gang about. Like deep finance stocks, like stocks and portfolios and returns and all this and like types of IRAs. And they're like all sitting around fucking playing with guns and arguing about a Roth IRA versus a traditional
1: (laughs) like who is who is T.I.'s publicist because that guy needs to make a lot of money. I mean, like T.I. was an Ant-Man, an Ant-Man, too. (laughs) He's hit some dingers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like he's uh, that that guy actually has had some pretty some pretty solid gets over his career. But no, that movie's great. It's definitely
0: worth a watch. It's it's a little hokey at times, but it's it's funny. I think you'd like as it. as it would be. I would I would definitely enjoy that. Yeah, I'll yeah. put on the list. Yeah, that, it's definitely worth being on the list. That's for sure. Well, I know that you heard about the Smash Mouth concert this weekend.
1: Oh, did I? I mean, yeah. it was it was practically in my backyard.
0: So to give a little bit of context, and I haven't really talked about this honestly because I didn't. I don't know something about. But it told me it wasn't gonna happen. But this weekend, so there's this big thing in uh it's in Addison's a suburb of Dallas where Carl lives. And they do this big thing in the park where it's this giant like food festival where you can yeah. go and for a couple bucks you can try different places around Addison that have unique menu items and stuff like that. And you can try like kind of smaller portions of them for a little bit less, you know, like a couple bucks and get you a few bites of a bur- like a specialty burger or something like that, you know that kind of deal.
1: Yeah, Justin, that's right. It's it's all the local eats and it's it's everything that you've got, including carnival rides and of course live music, which they actually went out of their way to book some fairly decent bands, except for Smash Mouth, Bingo.
0: Yeah, they. So the All American Rejects were also on the on the ballot. They so Smash Mouth, I think, was opening up for them. They had to have been.
1: Yeah, I think like plain white tees was actually on the,
0: yeah, on, on the, the deal do, too. on the, on the ticket too. Yeah. I mean, this is a yeah. big kind of a deal. It's, it's neat. It's really awesome. Like I've been there, I've been doing that for several years. They have several different iterations of this particular festival for like 4th of July. And they have like an October fest type of deal and stuff, but it's always a blast. And they're, it's real easy. It's cheap. It's, you know, it's a good time. You can go get pretty hammered and walk home. It's, it's really easy. And, um, Anyway, so the concert was going on this year, and so I was going to go anyway, and turns out Smash Mouth is there. Well, I'm not going to miss out on an opportunity to Bad Mouth Smash Mouth. I I think anybody that knows me would agree with that, right? Absolutely. I mean, those bastards. Those guys Ah, just
1: stink out loud. (laughs) (laughs) That was uh, when I found out about the fact that Smash Mouth was actually going to be there. I thought that it was... uh, it was news to you when in reality it was something that you had been planning on no. for I don't know how long.
0: Oh, no, no. My my buddy texted me about that the second he heard about it. He was so oh. excited. He was like, Good news, man. <laughs> You're going to get to hear a little, hey there, Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Fuck you, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Little all star. You know. And yeah. So, uh, and so, anyway, so we were going to go to this festival. So, it's been really spotty weather-wise here lately. It's rained a shit ton for The Yeah, May, ground June. is soaked. Yeah, which is great. It kind of keeps it from being as hot as hell like it, it tends to be in Texas around this time of year. Right. And, and so, anyway, so we're driving over to this thing, and it starts raining. And, I mean, the thing about Texas is when it starts raining, it starts fucking pouring. Like, it rains. And, I mean, it's like dumping buckets, the definition of. And so I'm driving towards this festival I'm driving over to my buddy's place, which is right near your house. And I mean, water is just flaring up from my wheels of my car. And I was like, this thing isn't going to fucking happen. There's no, no way. And no, it was, it was nasty. Right. And it rained and rained and rained and rained. And so the whole thing got rained out, which like in some ways I was disappointed because I wanted to go and drink and eat the food. I had no interest in seeing the bands, especially well, smash mouth. Okay. <laughs> especially them. I've had enough of them, you know, just, you know, for a lifetime, like fuck those guys, those guys. I don't know what, how, like how I always end up on their Twitter radar, but I do.
1: And no, I, I mean in, uh, in your defense, and we'll talk about this later. I think that a lot of people end up on their, their Twitter radar, but you, fair. but you are, uh, you are a prime target for them. I and, don't and
0: understand. It, like it's one thing, like, my reach in, like, the Boston area as far as my, my you know, social media presence is much, much higher just because of the teams that I follow, the stuff Absolutely. I tweet about, the connections I make because of that, and, you know, people I know, and, you know, so on and so forth. So I don't understand, other than the fact that I lived in NorCal, I don't understand why I show up on their radar. Like, I, I rarely tweet about, like, the San Francisco Giants or... I definitely am not tweeting about the Niners.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if you tweet about the uh, the Golden State Warriors, then yeah, Jay Mac I mean, gets a flashpoint. I mean, like they are going to sick themselves on you for some reason.
0: They don't seem to be big basketball people. I don't really see them. They don't want to go toe to toe with being
1: basketball. First of all, well, they don't. But apparently, they want to go toe to toe with Drake. Right. Apparently, um, we'll get to that later. We'll get still. to that later too.
0: Yeah, for sure uh which by the way sp- no we'll get to there in a second i don't want to yeah. i don't want to kill yeah. that content but uh yeah so i was a little bit pissed that it got rained out but also i wasn't that upset about it because it's going to like these festivals happen pretty often so it's going to come around again if, for, here for 4th of july so i'm not heartbroken about that as much as i should be right but
1: i was a little bit relieved the uh The only thing that I was kind of curious about is, did you have posters made up? No, for no, you're you're not a
0: poster guy. I'm not a poster guy. I'm not a big carrying a lot of things guy.
1: That's fair. I mean, you you want to travel light, but I, I would think that you'd make an exception to go ahead and shame smash smash mouth. I mean, like anything to get them to rage off of a stage is is worth it in my book. No, I mean,
0: I'm with you. Other than the fact that I feel like I have a direct
1: line of communication to them any other time I want. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, to, yeah, you feel their rage a lot more often than most people do. So, but just the fact that they show up all the time is just so strange, and I just don't get it. Well, they are uh, they are spreading apparently because they came to North Texas. So I did not yeah. see that coming for a long time.
0: Really seems like they're on the upswing.
1: Yeah, really, really seems like they're at the bottom of their fucking game. So <laughs> I was I was
0: looking for I'll find it here real quick what I had tweeted at them, because basically I all at one time I fried them and I patted the All-American rejects on the shoulder on the back. So I oh, typical yes. at Smash Mouth. You don't see the All American Rejects moving along, so to speak. Hashtag weak ass. Hashtag play in the rain, bitch.
1: Way way to bring the All American Rejects lyrics into <laughs> the burn. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was good. That was very good. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, I, I sent I, that.
0: I sent that to. Uh, or, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I got a text from Jason. He'd taken a screenshot of that, and he'd sent it to me. He was like, you're proud of yourself
1: for that, weren't you? And I was like, yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, don't break your arm. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. But no, it was that was pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, I'm more proud of the, like, if I'm getting patted on the back, I'm just passing that along to the All-American Rejects is all I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I the mean, hell and of it the, is, I don't even like the All-American Rejects.
1: Well, that's that's fair enough. But uh, the fact is, is that they, they sacked up and they played you know, a taste of Addison, whereas somebody we know did, did not. not. Yeah.
0: Just saying. Not trying to yeah. not trying to, you know, air out their laundry or anything, but they didn't do it. So they stink. Fact. Yeah. No doubt. So you brought up the Drake thing. I did. I did.
1: I, 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 I kind of jumped on it a little early.
0: No, but no. Yes. I'm glad that you did because I I haven't been able to get away from this story because we've been obviously talking about it on the basketball show as well. Yeah, it looks like
1: the back massage he gave his coach was actually pretty, pretty decent. Really creepy, right? No, I I think that it actually probably relieved a lot of stress. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, okay, fine. Uh, Okay, sure. It's inappropriate. Okay, like
0: (laughs) it really is. I just don't like obviously the NBA stepped in and told him like, hey, you got to quit that shit. And to be fair, like so uh, my feelings on Draker as such. I like Drake's music. I like Drake's older music, and I feel like I'm obligated to like his new stuff. But his last album, I didn't listen to it more than once. Didn't really care. Right. It was way too long. It could have been three albums. I don't really like long albums to begin with. It was 30 fucking songs. Too long.
1: That's that's too long. Nothing holds my attention
0: long. for 30 songs long, l- length of time.
1: Nothing. Give me, give me a usual 12 songs with no filler, and that's a perfect album.
0: Right. Minimum. Or maximum.
1: Maximum. And that's I mean,
0: usually with a few cuts off of there for me.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm I really, think, really strict
0: about it because I like the concept of being able to listen to like I love the concept of like a six song album because I can listen to it twice and feel like I really got a lot out of it.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, if yeah. you're really trying to get something out of it, the uh, the smaller the smaller release that actually has pretty quality stuff, especially longer songs. Yeah, you don't want to inundate your listener with actual long, long songs and then have that on a thirty out you know thirty song album. Right. So no, I uh I definitely noticed the uh the smack talk between Mr. Drake and uh Kevin Durant and yeah. Clay Thompson.
0: Dude, good for them because he Drake was talking so much shit after Toronto won game one and I love that Kevin Kevin Durant was yelling at him around the corner saying, hey, we'll see you in the Bay Area, Aubrey.
1: <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, calling calling any kind of musician by his actual name, Brilliant. great throwdown. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, great move. And the Good. hell
0: of this whole thing is the fact that Kevin Durant, or I'm sorry, uh, Drake has a Kevin Durant and a Steph Curry tattoo.
1: Oh, no, that part I did not know. That oh, yeah. Seems- oh, yeah. So is he going to cut that skin off his arm? What is he going to do? He had it covered up with an armband. Oh, wow. Well, Which that's is even really shown them. <laughs> yeah, that's, man, That really got him there.
0: Yeah, like this dude has the biggest case of cabin fever I've ever
1: seen. <laughs> so if so you think his handlers only let him out to actually go watch basketball games
0: i don't think that he ever thought in a million years that toronto would be playing those two guys in the finals that's, what that's actually
1: get. that's actually a really good point but Which i mean as a
0: hundred percent fair they've never been to the finals before so i get that's that. true but at the same time that's why you don't go ta- uh, tattoo stupid shit on your body
1: i have i have a quiz for you jay Mack. are you ready
0: i uh, born ready
1: what is the Toronto Raptors mascot's name? Oh, the name? The name of the Toronto oh, Raptors mascot. It's got to be something involving like a Tyrannosaurus, right? I'm, I'm going to leave it to you. It has to have some kind of prehistoric context. You're right.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine. It's like Tranny, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That... Gold? Oh, no. Oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, if it ever was, they changed it. If it ever was, it's like naming your you know mascot Isis. Right. That's probably no, I- <laughs> something different now.
0: In all seriousness, I feel like I've heard it before, but I, I couldn't,
1: couldn't pull it out of a hat. Okay, so it's the Raptor. Oh, just the Raptor. I don't want to blow your mind here, but it's just the Raptor. Oh, okay. Well, I've so, been calling him by the, his right name for years then. No wonder... They went shopping for a new mascot, right? Well, yeah, because the Raptor is an absolute sellout of a name.
0: They have the coolest jerseys and the coolest like color scheme of anybody in the league, I think. And those throwback jerseys of the actual cartoon Raptor on them, fire!
1: With the as, purple, a, yeah. As a uh, as a child who played on the Pee Wee basketball league as the Raptors, hell yes, yeah. With my with my rock and my purple, can confirm you know. then. Yeah, can confirm, bitchin' jerseys. But I mean, that's why you don't get
0: stupid ass tattoos, man. At the end, of um, the like, look yeah, at what t- happened here. And he just any- like, here's what's gonna happen though. So he, you know, he's notorious for jumping on these bandwagons of fans. Like, you remember whenever he was wearing all the Kentucky gear, right? That was really embarrassing. And
1: yeah. you know
0: what? Like, I'll give him credit that he's always been down with Toronto. Like, he's always <laughs> rep Toronto. Like, no matter what like he's been bandwagoned on a lot of other teams but he's always stood tall for Toronto.
1: Yeah, and everybody deserves to have that team that they don't get accused for being a bandwagon fan of, sure. right? Like the home team. Yeah. But I mean it's is it a little excessive? Yeah. I mean yeah. you won't get, you won't
0: uh, ha- see that attached to my name, I'll tell you that much, but that's a different story.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just my my whole point being that yeah, I'm I'm a bandwagoner for for some teams here and there, but sure. at the same time, I mean, like people go, oh, are you a fan of the Dallas Mavericks back when they were actually doing like championship run level stuff? Yeah, and I go, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And go, yeah. Yeah, I'm like oh well you must be a bandwagon fan I'd be like uh bitch I was born in Dallas right. like or born in Houston and moved to Dallas when I was like three yeah so. you're not owning the fucking Rockets <laughs> yeah yeah I'm not I'm not no. taking the Rockets no now if I took the Astros that'd be a different story but I'm okay. not gonna talk about that yeah for sure
0: no yeah. but I think like he just so like he's had this historical thing of being at these games though and they just go historically poorly and the game one was the first one I've ever seen him seen uh, like a team win while he was there right like whenever the Bruins were playing the Leafs in the first round I saw him there in game seven I was like oh this is a lock <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the curse was a real thing and yeah. I mean like and I, I mean, t- just can't help but feel like they're gonna push this to seven games or six games or whatever and also well, no it'd have to be seven games it would go back to the Bay Area and they lose and then dra- it's on Drake God I hope that happens
1: it's a collapsing house of cards that you just are ready for. Like it, the suspense is building, right? Yeah, so I'm sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't wish any ill will on Drake, even though he got dumbass tattoos. Right. But uh,
0: I mean, the funny you know. part about this whole thing, though, is, and the part that people probably really aren't talking about is, he absolutely knows what he's doing, right?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like you're the more that you're actually out there in the limelight i mean you're you're gonna be divisive whatever but people are gonna definitely recognize your brand i mean people who had no idea who the hell drake was i mean whatever sliver of population that is they know who he is now yeah i mean like there is a venn diagram of drake listeners and basketball lovers and that overlap you know already knew about everybody yeah but he's gonna definitely tap into that potential of people who didn't really know who the hell he was And also watch basketball. No, and that's fair. And that's totally fair.
0: And I think, I mean, it it does more than that. Because, I mean, it's everywhere. Like, this is the story of this thing so far. Or at least it was after game one. And so I just think that it's very interesting that he knows exactly what he's doing.
1: T.I. could have used Drake's publicist. Yes. A little bit. Indeed. Or or Drake could have been an Ant-Man.
0: We were talking about... (laughs) true we were talking on the basketball show about whether drake would would go to uh to the bay area for a game seven kind of situation and kyle was saying that uh what would you do if you were flying out there and he was flying next to you on, in coach <laughs> like on the way out to the bay area to go to this game i would just fucking berate him the entire time
1: it'd be a good it'd be a good situation if you're just the worst neighbor in an aircraft possible right
0: yeah. no doubt about it well the other sports tangential story i guess that we're going to talk about here is something hilarious that's happened in the last like week so how much have you really so let me ask you this i i think i'll walk you through a lot of this how about that because i know you know a lot about this but like i want to I want to make sure you you're with me here on a few yeah, parts of this bring it, me into the full let's go dude it's a why this is like a 10-year kind of contextual story here for a second but okay I'll uh, we're, gonna, it on my glasses. we're gonna we'll do this thing no we're gonna compact it into like two minutes um <laughs> no so um essentially what do you know like so whenever you think of the
1: Lakers the Los Angeles Lakers
0: what do you think of
1: um is that with or without the actual Minnesota Lakes?
0: uh we'll just say like the Los Angeles Lakers specifically.
1: Okay, only Los Angeles Lakers. Um I would say probably Kobe Bryant.
0: Sure. And success and, you know, rings and all that, right? And being on the West Coast, LA, Hollywood, right? All that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was always, you know, magic, you know, all that shit. Right. And <clears throat> I think that there's this stigma that used to exist about LA that doesn't necessarily exist anymore when it comes to, like, signing NBA players and stuff like that, because the stigma is like, oh, well, it's Los Angeles. Who wouldn't want to be in Hollywood? You're, you know, you're close to stars, you're playing basketball, playing with Kobe at one point. It's L.A., you know? Yeah. Players are looking to go to organizations that know how to win now. And the Lakers have seemingly kind of forgotten that over time and I've been, dude, I mean, you don't have to twist my arm much to get me to bag on the Lakers. And this isn't going to be a big basketball thing, so I'm. we'll get there in just a second. But No, it's fair. It's you fair. don't have to twist my arm to bag on the Lakers much. But I've been bagging on the Lakers for years about how they don't have a clue what the hell is going on, just based on the way that things have gone basically after Kobe's last championship.
1: Yeah, the bottom fell out. There is no question.
0: Yeah, so the last 10 years have been a mess. And uh, Jerry Buss Sr., who used to own the Lakers, died, left it to his daughter, Jeannie, who does not know what she's doing even a little bit and it's not even just on the basketball court it's the whole organization the whole organization great movie
1: fodder yeah. terrible for an actual sports act, you know organization correct.
0: correct and so a lot of bad moves have happened i'm not going to go into all that if you want to hear that on the break basketball podcast go check it out i rag on on the lakers every other week it's there <laughs> um but some of the management decisions they've made have been really terrible right. and so recently, everyone's heard about the Magic Johnson thing. Yes. And so they a couple of years ago, they hired Magic Johnson as the president of basketball operations. They also hired Rob, a guy named Rob Polinka to be the general manager of the team. General manager makes all of the basketball trade decisions, moves, all that stuff, puts everything together. It's the architect of the team. Carl, what do you know about Rob Polinka?
1: Um, not as much as I know about Magic Johnson.
0: That's fair. So Magic, so this whole article came out on ESPN last week about some of the dysfunction within the Lakers organization, which had been kind of bubbling up because Magic Johnson, who had been hired as the president of basketball operations with Rob Polinka, who used to be Kobe's agent. Right. Okay. um, Is now was in his first year of running the team. And so long story short, Things didn't go well. Magic didn't really do shit. Magic owns the Dodgers or is part of the ownership group that owns the Dodgers. He right. I remember that. All kinds of different business successes, all this. He was meant to be brought in as the face of the team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not to do the data. Like, you're not going to find Magic Johnson and in, in Slovenia uh, scouting the next Luka Doncic. You're just not going to find him there. That's what a GM does. Right. That's not what Magic Johnson does. No. And... So anyway, he randomly quit and it bubbled up this whole thing and all the scandal started going around the Lakers and this whole article came out on ESPN that really painted a really negative picture. And I, I'd actually been hearing about this article for quite some time and didn't really ever think it was going to come out.
1: Well, for the record, I mean, like the ESPN article that did come out kind of colored the rest of the actual article that came out like, in addition to that. I mean, right. they all cited it. So yeah,
0: no, it was bad. And it, it, it really filled in a lot of the holes that I kind of suspected for quite some time. Right. And you know, a lot of it was about the magic dysfunction and all that. The one, the reason I bring this up at all, the reason it matters on since blue loud radio at all is something came out about Rob Polinka specifically that just blew my mind. And all right. I, I really, I couldn't believe this story. I read so this whole article was a 3000 word article.
1: Okay, I may even know what you're talking about. Keep going. Keep yeah, going.
0: oh, yeah, you might. This whole thing that they wrote about the Lakers, 3,000 words, this part I read four times to make sure I read <laughs> this story properly and to make sure I understood what was happening. Okay, so <laughs> apparently, Rob Polinka, having been an agent, so the other thing about him is the and another just like stigma of the dysfunction that is the Lakers is there are like. I want to say I saw some stat and it's like 60 to 70 percent of GMs in the league do not like him because of his time of when he was Kobe's agent.
1: Holy shit. Would you like to be the person actually taking that poll? I right. Mean like, and they yeah. do
0: anonymous polls like that shit all the time. But like, how did the Lakers not know that? <laughs>
1: No, I mean, I mean, like you you do, you die, you like you jump on that and you're okay with it. Well, Right. Or or you don't know. And that's even more scary. That's that's actually very scary. I would think that uh, I would like to believe that they actually do know and they don't care versus they don't know. And
0: dude, I don't know what to think. I mean, I'm with you. I hope that's the case, but I don't know that that's the case. Yeah, They're ignorance just, could
1: save him on this one.
0: This whole article is full of grenades like that, where you're like, holy crap. Like, how yeah. is this possible? Anyway, so him having been Kobe's agent, this guy is one for pomp and circumstance. He's a big, paint a big, grandiose picture kind of guy. He's a storyteller. Right. He's yep. a finesser. He's an agent. Like, that's what they do. That's okay. Now, I'll tell you, man. I'm a, Obviously, I'm an ardent sports guy. In no way in any universe can you convince me that an agent is capable of running a sports
1: team it's
0: not possible the mets are doing it right now it's with brody van wagnen it's not going to work
1: Knowing, knowing the limited amount that I do know, I would when you mentioned that he was an agent, it definitely, definitely made me perk up. I mean, yeah. that that is not something I expected. So
0: yeah, it, and it just it baffles me that teams still think that. It, I mean, an agent can go in there and sell themselves, right? Like, are you do, are you not sitting there as an owner being like, I'm being sold something here? Like, don't you? I feel like if you have a seat at the table, owning an NBA franchise, and you're hiring a general manager to run this team, you could. You should be able to sniff out when you're being sold, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that's kind of one of those things where maybe the people who are hiring, yeah, I mean, kind of like they do in business. You know, I mean, people that are doing the hiring themselves are not always the people who are actually intimately involved in the program. So yeah. maybe they actually get a little bit of that, but maybe that's they don't get a full picture. I mean, then that's devil's advocate side of things. But yeah, in general, your BS meter should be pegging. When you, this guy is speaking to you,
0: I'm listening with a bent ear the entire time to make sure that I'm not being sold a bill of goods. Damn right, it just traditionally doesn't work. It's not a skill set that transfers well. Like no. it's it's so ho- it's different when you're on the side of the player and all of a sudden you go onto the side of a team. It just it's a weird. You have to understand how to manage a salary cap, which agents should know stuff like that, but you have to understand how to do that. And that there are literally capologists that work for the team that specifically crunch numbers for the cap to understand how different pieces can work and how contracts as, can be done. It's a specialist a,
1: item. As a casual fan, I'm actually curious, is anything like this ever actually worked before that's a blueprint that they could be following? Because I mean like looking at looking at this right now, I mean obviously like I know a little bit a little bit about the actual history of the Lakers and things like that. Things are not going hot for them. No.
0: They're not and I just I feel like someone like that could just pull the wool over your eyes so easily. And I'm sure it, I know for a fact that, you know, Genie bus was being told by Kobe, you know, Hey, this is a great guy. You know, you're being swayed by different people in different ways. Right?
1: Yeah. The politics are in full swing here,
0: but essentially he was hired and then magic was hired. They weren't consulted on each other. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I say all that to say the guy loves to paint a picture. Rosie cra- uh, clouds. This guy likes, and he starts telling this story. And so this was reported in this article. He starts telling this story about Kobe and how Kobe was on a trip from LA to New York. They were playing the Knicks uh, on, a, on a road trip and they were starting off at MSG. And Kobe got, he saw the dark night and got inspired. By Heath Ledger's performances as the Joker because he got Uh, so into the character.
1: absolutely know what you're talking about. So he
0: tells this story. He's telling the story
1: about this. And he was like,
0: and so, you know, I worked real hard and I arranged, you know, dinner and Kobe had dinner with Heath Ledger. To really learn about how he got into that character. Mm -hmm. And he used that that night to beat the Knicks at Madison Square Garden.
1: That's well, a very inspirational story, but what's the catch? A great
0: story. A fantastic narrative. Great, yeah.
1: great color. A, a
0: great story. You tell me what the catch is.
1: Catch is that the timeline doesn't work and that Mr. Uh, Heath Ledger had passed away already by yeah. the time that they would have had dinner together. Right. Yeah. Well, so before that's that, a, actually. Well, actually, this brings in a really good callback to the fact that somebody could have weakened at Bernie's Heath Ledger.
0: True. That's a good point with
1: Kobe Bryant, that's, and actually made them think that they were having dinner together. We don't know that that that's not true. We don't know that's not true. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> that's definitely something we haven't ruled out. No, I, I think I, uh, yeah, but I think it's it, possible. It's it's definitely possible, but uh, I have a couple of problems with this whole thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> number one, that's absurd to think yeah. that to not like if you're somebody like him and you're telling a story like that you better be damn sure you know what you're talking about because that makes Kobe look really bad.
1: Yeah, and it's totally really for just, Kobe. Yeah,
0: but like Kobe could just be
1: caught in crossfire here. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean it's not necessary. I don't make, I think it it the whole thing's it made could, up. Could make Kobe look bad, but it really does make his previous agent look like shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I mean, that's for sure. But it, it mean, somehow pulls Kobe in. And I, man, again, the Kobe Bryant thing, you will not find anybody that goes in on Kobe Bryant like me. Like, I do not buy some of the narrative that is Kobe Bryant. I respect him, but I don't buy all of it. And, I understand. But nonetheless, he was pulled in the crossfire here. This is a ricochet at best because he is, I mean, he gets gets the shit into the stick because it's a story about him that didn't fucking happen.
1: I I know that Kobe didn't stay away from Twitter, but it would behoove him to stay away from all forms of communication to let this thing blow over. Yeah. It because didn't. it's, it's like a, a deal, but it's not that big of a deal. It's a clear goof on everybody's part. Well, had mainly th- the agent,
0: right? I mean, had this not come out in a 3000 word piece about how dysfunctional the Los Angeles Lakers were, I think it might be a very different story.
1: I think that's a good point. I mean, like, it was already kind of, like, cocked and locked and ready to go as far as putting it under a bad light. But now you've got people saying that you're having dinner with dead people and not even bringing up Weekend at Bernie's, which I think is a travesty. Yeah, it's a bad look. Yeah, it's in in all honesty, because they didn't bring up Weekend at Bernie's, it's a shit article and I wouldn't read it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my second problem with this whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) You really need that to beat the Knicks?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I would think that you need to actually have a seance with Heath Ledger to be able to beat the Knicks. Yeah, I I just
0: it just seems odd. And oh, and the other thing is they lost.
1: Yeah, which. Of, of course they did, because he never actually had that conversation with Heath Ledger. <laughs> right. It never happened. Like, <laughs> what, how upsetting is that? Had it really happened, they would have just creamed him. Yeah, exactly. It's a fascinating
0: oh. story, man. It's a great read, even if you don't really know much about the team. It's, yeah, great it is, it's, it's very like I good. It I, I do remember the article. Yeah, it, it's a wild story, though. So this was kind of a, an idea that we were tossing around during pre-show a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on this. Sure, sure. I was watching... I was watching, I'm trying to think of what movie it was recently. There was a movie that got completely ruined for me. This has happened several times, but there was a movie that just completely turned south on me recently. And it got me to thinking, like, what are the things that really ruin a movie or a TV show for me? Absolutely. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, And uh, and we'll kind of alternate here because I've got a couple of things that have happened to me. That-
1: yeah, let, let's go back and forth here because this is actually kind of something that has been a real stick in my craw, okay. so to speak. Tell yeah, me more. So you, I, you
0: rant on no, this for a second.
1: Yeah, no, I, I will be, uh, I, and, and I will uh, I will bring this up with respect to Stam's movie choices because I do think Firefox was a terrific movie. Strong right? agree. But uh, I also believe that there are some portions of this movie that make it difficult for a rewatch and and those portions are the uh they're not even computer graphics they're the graphics of the aircraft flying through the air right Mm -hmm. so it's a special effects so my point is that any any kind of like special effects or CGI that does not hold up Mm -hmm. very well is something that kind of detracts from the overall experience of a rewatchable movie um Even, i think that like you have to know consi- what you're getting into
0: but do you take into consideration the time period
1: you absolutely have to and i right. think that's the point is that when you're introducing someone new to one of these movies uh because you what you would do is you actually remember these movies with uh such passion Right. Like Mm -hmm. the first time you watch it, like especially Firefox, right? You're like, damn, that's good acting. Like that was a cool movie. And then when you introduce it to someone, let's say 2019 and you go, hey, girlfriend, for instance, watch Firefox. It's a really important and interesting movie that gives you an interesting look into the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. Then. They watch it and then they're out the second that that damn plane is flying around and it looks like it's half of a model on a string. Yeah. And I, (laughs) and like, again, like it's one of those things where when you look back at it, you have a lot of passion about a movie. And uh, like, for instance, I think my biggest one is like Tron, like the original Tron. Sure. when i when i was sick my mom would put on tron and i would be the happiest kid on earth sure. and bruce Boxlighter would fight viruses across the grid and i'd be like this is the coolest damn movie ever and then now i go back and watch it and i'm like damn this has aged poorly poorly yeah yeah no i mean like and i i think that's from someone who actually watched it from a young age and again this is a very period you know correct Specific thing movie yeah you actually sit back and you watch this thing and you say, wow, they put a lot of time into very much like painting their suits and, and, you know, their vanguards and the whole CGI realm of things. Right. So, uh, it was, it was kind of a really important movie, but when you go back and you watch it again, it falls flat. And then when you go back and watch something like, let's say, Tron legacy, which was a more recent, you know, go at the whole Tron thing. Um, it was a popcorn flick yeah, and it was really good CGI. And it was something that in, you know, 20 years or whatever, uh, you know, whenever I've got kids that are sick on the couch and they can't go to school, I could show that to them and they'd be like, damn, that's awesome.
0: Or you could show them weekend at Bernie's
1: or I could show them weekend at Bernie's and we just scrap the whole conversation. I don't need (laughs) to go back yeah you can yeah you can learn learn some life lessons there yeah you absolutely need to go straight to weekend at bernie's right no, no I, but that, i'm with you, that man. was that, makes sense. that was that was my that was my hot take and that was something that uh you know again like you said when you're actually involved in watching it at a young age and you don't necessarily think to yourself wow this is a this is really shitty graphics. You're thinking to yourself like this is, this is fun. You know, like you're a little kid and you watch it again. The replayability is pretty limited unless you have that nostalgia factor. Yeah. I mean, we say it about rent a Kid all the time. Rent a kid uh, has the best special effects of any movie I've ever seen in my life. For sure.
0: No, I think there's like, uh, there's definitely that portion of it. Let me ask you this. Did you ever watch lost?
1: Okay. This is a good point. I, I, I know where you're going with this, I think. Um, but no, I, I never, I never got into lost. I got into the point where I actually watched, uh, a little bit of the first season and I thought the concept was pretty sweet, but I kind of called my shot from way downtown and it had big payoff when I got kind of like the last kind of variety article on the show, Yeah, like kind of, Hey, this is the spoiler of what happened. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of called that one, but, uh, <laughs> but uh please continue what was your what was your beef on the lost well i watched six seasons i don't know how many seasons were there six something
0: like that we'll say six seasons of it there were seven six seasons let's say there's six seasons i watched five seasons and then claire told me that the ending really really sucked fuck
1: and then and then i was so disinterested i just didn't finish it yeah well, be, okay so like to that point right like when you actually have a. Uh, a show that's binge watching is a big thing now, right? Yep. So you have uh you have a show that you're watching and then you have binged the first two out of three seasons or whatever. And then you go on, you know, your variety or you go on like whatever your, your clickbait thing is. And it says top 29 shows that got canceled this year. And then would that show that you were watching is on there? Yeah. That's fucking infuriating because you're like, I don't, you throw your hands up. You're like, I don't need to watch this anymore. This right. is dumb. I mean, like, because it's all wasted time now. There's no payoff. Exactly. It got, it got cut off early. Um,
0: it's funny that you bring up the, like, spoiled ending thing like that. Because, so, there was a time where I was watching a show called Boss. Did you ever hear about this show?
1: I do know of it, yeah. Yeah,
0: so it's Kelsey Grammer's show. He's the mayor of New York. Or, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Chicago. He seemed the best way to describe it is it seems like he's modeled after Richard Daly, who's the longtime mob boss type mayor of Chicago. Right. Um, anyway, he has Louie Body syndrome. It doesn't really fucking matter. But I watched the first season, it was great. I bought the second season on on iTunes and I was stoked to watch it. This was quite quite some time ago. Yeah and the way my app my iTunes arranged it was reverse order. Mm -hmm. So I I didn't I don't like to read the descriptions. I'm really like paranoid about that. And so I just clicked on the first episode, which happened to be the last episode. Great. So I watched the full last episode and I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, I feel like there were a lot of characters I didn't really know here. And I just kind of kept like rolling with it as I was like, okay, well, maybe this is just some new introductions. The way it was told was like very passive. Right. I didn't even notice it. And then I'd seen the complete ending of the season. I was like, well, God damn it. And then they canceled the show.
1: Yeah, of course. You read the last page of the book. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like some people some else. people read it that way, but some people don't. I mean, like I, that's not how I do shows. I mean, why I, the
0: fuck would you ever do that?
1: I don't, I don't get it. But the there are people uh, that do that with books, yeah, there are people that do that with books. Those this people. Is a I, I don't know. I don't understand why they do it because it's not my style. But that's fine. I mean, I don't want I to I the payoff, and then to figure out how we got there, unless that's exactly the kind of, like, memento-style storytelling that you're used to. So, I mean, we've
0: talked a, lot, a little bit about it on this show. I'm going to write a children's book. I'm working on it right now. And good. if anybody turns to the last goddamn page before they read the whole thing, I don't want to that's buy it. it. Yeah. Don't buy my no,
1: book. I, Maybe make that in your forward. If you turn to the last page, I don't want to deal with you right now.
0: Maybe I just, like, say something like you don't want to see what's on the last page
1: oh I like that yeah that's good yeah that'll sell you a lot of copies right there yeah Yeah. don't don't ever turn to the last page Mm -mm. that's just a bad omen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah man
0: Um, well I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up I appreciate you coming on this week man yeah thank you very much yeah you'll have to come back soon I guess Brandon didn't get a chance to to drop in I guess he's dealing with spiders and fruit in his office so gross catch him next time Yeah, you uh, got it. Yeah, we want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. That's at Sensibly Loud on Twitter and on Instagram, and make sure to follow us on on Facebook at Sensibly Loud Media. We will be back next week with another edition of Sensibly Loud Radio. We'll see you guys next week.